The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Yes, it's another Sunday night in quarantine. And if it feels like we've been saying that on the show for three months now, it's because we have. And we've definitely been talking to comics all over the continent who've been working on something new every week during COVID and during this comedy shutdown. And every week, it seems like something new is happening in the world. Right now, there's protests all over the map in every city with comics we speak to. COVID rages on despite early signs of slowing down. So this week, we're switching gears. We're talking to a few new and old friends of the show who are all working on something a little more positive. We're taking a brighter look at the side of things tonight, right here. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. A boy went back to Napoli because he missed the scenery, the native dances and the charming songs. But wait a minute, something's wrong. You're listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. There's a style for every face mask. I don't know. We're running out of, It's like we're losing it a little bit more every week. We're running out of ways are we, are to Are we still doing this? My God, is this still happening? I, you know, I'm, so, of course, yet again, Inside Jokes. We're recording remotely from our little bunkers here in month three of covid it feels like we haven't seen the inside of a studio since two seasons ago. Of course, I got our producer, Vince Tedesco, on the line. You know, Vince, every week I check in with you. It's like, what are you watching? What are you working on? What are you, like... Yeah, I know. You know, the hourglass is running out of sand. It's like, when is it, you know? It's it's crazy these times. I mean, like, I just never, I don't know. Like, what phase are we in now? It feels like we're in a video game. I don't know. Like, new phases get opened up each week or every other week. It's just a... Ah, roll with the punches, as they and say. Then, you know, and then you read all, like, so every week there's a, it's like a little tease of, like, the curtain call of, like, okay, things are slowly maybe going to soon kind of open up again. And it's like, well, barbershops, barbershops in the suburbs, they're coming soon. It's like, uh, in the suburbs, do you know how many bowl, like, homemade bowl cuts are walking around on Queen West in Toronto <laughs> right now? <laughs> it looks like Mo from the Three Stooges. Uh it's, yeah. It's horrible, but okay. So this week, uh, Vince, we have we're, we're sort of. I feel like we've been really getting into the thick of the newsier side of things the last couple of weeks. We're talking yeah. to comics, working on stuff, but a lot of people are doing like charity shows. And a lot of people are getting a lot more political in their comedy because the world is just in unraveling and chaos right now. So this week we're we're switching it up a bit. We got some people plugging some new projects. We have a 16-year-old kid who did an Amazon Prime special. I don't know yeah. how that happened. No. You know? <laughs> I have no idea how that but we're going to find out. Uh and then we have some positive some positive messages this week, I would say, right? A lot of positive messages this week, yeah. 
So, Vince, right now on the show, we have an old friend of the show who's actually joined us a few times this past year before, you know, back in the good old days when we had things like a studio and live <laughs> comedy shows. And a microphone uh, to talk in. Yeah. And microphones instead of our phones in our all of our little nuclear bunkers here. But I feel like uh, we had actually this next guest on not too long ago before all this craziness of COVID kicked off. The angry Sicilian is on the line. We're, how, how angry are you during all this, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> John, Amici, what's going on? Listen, you know what? Um, I'm not too angry uh, right now about COVID. The sun is shining. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm actually sitting here by the pool. Uh, so it's not too shabby right now to be in quarantine. Uh, by the pool, yeah. So life in the suburbs during quarantine. Yeah, that doesn't sound <laughs> too bad. That's one thing I was curious about from, from you. And so you have kind of an interesting story this week. You had a fan who reached out who's a singer and did a song completely based off of, of course, your famous catchphrase that you always use in your online posts and your videos and your stage shows, uh, yeah. which is pretty interesting. But I think the the funny thing for you is, you know, Ever since COVID started, and we've been talking about this every week lately, so many comics went over to platforms like TikTok, of course, is the new one, but people are doing YouTube and blah, 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 blah. And everybody's calling it Generation TikTok now. For you, what's that like? Because before all this kicked off, that was your that was your wheelhouse. That's where you lived. That's where you built your entire crowd. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And social media is where, it is where it was at and where it is at for me. Um, you know, I'm glad that everybody's kind of jumping on board. It gives a little bit more variety, right? There's a, there's a lot of guys who never even thought about doing the social media stuff that I personally didn't know about who I've discovered. And now, you know, waiting for them to kind of do live shows whenever that comes back around. And hopefully they, I can actually catch them because they're, they, they're super funny, right? And I never even heard about them. And now they're on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook and they're, and they're getting more more visible, which is fantastic, right? Well, and I think the interesting thing for you, it's sort of the complete opposite, because before all this COVID stuff kicked off, you were really having one of those years where you were branching more and more to the live, like you always did some of but you were branching more and more to the live performance and live stand-up side of things. You were doing more of those gigs, you were doing more of those theater shows. So I guess now for you, it's not so much downtime, it's more just like going back to doing what you do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's pretty much just basically continuing on, just trying to stay relevant now because, uh, you know, I do miss the live shows like really, really bad. I want to get back on stage. There's something about hitting that stage and having that live audience and getting that uh, that feedback live. Um, but I'm doing the social media, one, because I'm, I'm loving it, and that's where I started from. But two, just trying to stay relevant now, just hoping and praying that this thing comes back into flourish and get, start hitting the stage. and everybody want to want to come back out and see me live right that's pretty much what's going on well and i think and we're gonna when we come back from the break we're gonna find out of course about this song that was recorded and and sort of blew up based on you know you're on stage and you're on camera catchphrase but one thing i was curious about before we go to the break was you know this character of yours the angry sicilian which really isn't i mean you're actually a pretty happy-go-lucky guy and a very energetic performer. But so much of what you do just comes from your own day-to-day life, your family background, a lot of those sort of archetypes. Do you feel any pressure right now with all the craziness that's going on in the world to be like, well, do I branch out and talk politics at all, or do you still just stick with with sort of writing what you know? Uh, I'm just going to stick with writing what I know. Uh, I do it very harmlessly. It's very very hard. I kind of make... 
make light of the situation where I'm in as, as being Italian Canadian and the way we grew up, uh, you know, alongside Portuguese, uh, Indian, um, you know, just I have a whole bunch of neighbors who are in a multicultural. I live in a very multicultural neighborhood, and and just talking about experiences, real life experiences, it's very lighthearted, right? Nothing, nothing too crazy. All right. Well, we're going to come back and find out about this song that was recorded and bring in a special guest, Amelia Decola, with us. We'll be back from the break with more Angry Sicilian right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, my name is Andrew Johnston. You're listening to Inside Jokes. Is it on 640? This is not what we need. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, coast to coast, Canada wide on the Global News Radio Network. And also, shout out to all of our friends and listeners in the States right now, hanging in there. We've been checking in with them. Uh, we have an old friend on the line, the Angry Sicilian. Say it one time, Dean. Say it one time. Okay, Lucia, 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 Okay, not bad, not bad. There we go. That is that is my. You know, I'll get back into the Italian lessons when we get back in studio. But so we've course, so Joe, we've had you on the show a few times before over the years, just sort of you know following up with what you're working on and whether it's with your online stuff and then live stage shows back when back when those were a thing. But you're. <laughs> So this week you have something a little bit different. If you could, so give our listeners a bit of a background. So all of your posts, all of your videos, all of your live shows, you have sort of this catchphrase that you've built for yourself. So it's basically, so I start every video with ciao amici. Ciao amici pretty much means hi friends, hello friends, welcome friends. Um, and, and that's how I start all my phrases. And, and not too long ago, I, I, I held a, a little competition on my Instagram. Of who can give me the best, Ciao Amici, their rendition of Ciao Amici, and I got I got a ton of of uh, of, uh, of um, uh, guys doing it, and girls doing it, and and this one stood out, and this was Emilia Dicola. She created a, a little melody of Ciao Amici, and I was blown away. I was blown. She obviously won the the competition, and I I I was blown away by her creativity and and everything else. And then a few months later, she contacts me and says, hey, um, with all this stuff going on with COVID and all this, you know, kind of things uh, happening in the world right now, I, I, I kind of wrote a song and I'm taking a message from, from your Chao Michi phrase, which is like kind of bringing us together, like a Chao Michi, we're all friends. And I'm like, what? And she made me listen to it and I literally almost hit the floor. I couldn't hit the floor because it, I, would, I would break something if I did. But it, it, I almost hit the floor. It was fantastic, man. She, she did a, an amazing job, and I'm hoping that everybody can listen to it. I'm hoping that you guys are maybe going to play a clip of it or whatever the case may be, but it's awesome. We we do we have it and of course so we have Amelia on the line with us and we do we we are playing uh, we do have that song in our playlist for tonight's show. So for you, I mean, what was so Amelia? I think you kind of tapped into something interesting there because we live in this weird time frame right now where people are afraid of human contact you're trying to avoid other people right. mm-hmm. literally like the plague you know on the sidewalk but yet at home people are now watching all these live streaming things and there's all these things that are going viral 
because everybody on the planet is sort of caught up to, in this same exact moment together in this same exact situation. So it's, it's the, this weird, you know, double-edged sword where we're afraid to go near each other, but yet there's this sense of community and togetherness. And I feel like this song of yours sort of tapped completely into that. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, the song is just like an awareness song just to talk about how like the virus is just affecting everybody emotionally, mentally, and physically. And um, just like you said, you know, like you and we're all kind of afraid for human contact. We're all kind of trying to self-isolate, quarantine. And in a way, we're all trying to figure this out together, how to find a cure for the virus. Um, and yeah, and then work together on that. So that's the reason why I came came up with this song just for unity and like working together and like, you know, we're all here for each other at the end of the day. And um, that's what I'm trying to promote with this song. So, yeah. Which I think is interesting. I mean, for us anyways, in four years of doing this show, I think this is the first time I've ever heard of a musician coming out and basing a song off of something a comedian has been doing. That's not usually the pecking order, by the way, usually it's supposed to go like musician, comedian, then there's like birthday clowns and mimes are somewhere in there. <laughs> Improv, musical comedy. But I mean, it's, uh, this is the first time I've ever heard of something like this happening. And I mean, what's the response been like? Because obviously, you know, both of you guys have your own built-in audiences. You have your own followers on social media that you sort of can skew everything towards. But it seems like this has gone beyond that. Yeah, absolutely, Dean. Uh, you know what? I, it, it, for me... I personally, I've started this social media comedy about, uh, it's been about five years now. And I, I can't believe the amount of people that I touch doing what I do. Uh, I never planned to be a comedian um, or like a professionally do to meet comedy. And to have these two worlds meet together and, and, and inspire someone to do something like a song or even just my catchphrase inspiring someone to do a song is incredible. Like, my followers now have become her followers. And her followers have become my followers. And, and that's what it's all about, is it not? Joining everyone together? Totally, it is. And I mean, I think for both of you, I mean, for comedy and music, it's the same thing. We're both sort of waiting for this curtain to lift so that we could get back out on, you know, being on stage in front of people again and what that's going to look like. And what do you guys, do you guys see some sort of a collaboration in the future, which, you know, with whatever the entertainment world does look like after all this? Yeah, Joe, can you sing? Yeah, yeah, I, I can definitely sing. Yeah, in the shower, as far as you can hear. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but things are, are definitely me. Me and Anelia have been talking, um, and I'm going to incorporate into my shows. Um, I think 2020 has been something that that's been uh, crazy, and 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 in 2021, when I think the shows are going to come back online, I think we're going to revamp the shows to kind of combine the two together. Um, nice. And also, I just want to say, like, without the contest, you know, the song wouldn't have even started. So I just appreciate um, Lou for letting me even use that phrase in the song, like, Chao Michi, what's going on? Because it's such a universal uh, phrase. So I just appreciate it immensely. You're a a comedy fan, obviously, and you're a fan of Joe's. Uh, Any other comedians that kind of you like to listen to or any fan of, like, you're a fan of any other oh my god, that's a good question. Uh, I love Sebastian. Uh, I think his name is Maniscalco. That's yes. his name. Yeah, yeah I think course, he's yeah. hilarious. He makes me cry. Um, you know, Jim Carrey's always been so funny. Bruce Almighty's like one of my favorite comedy movies. He's hilarious. 
uh, Adam Sandler, um, Kevin Hart, so many. Yeah, I love I love to laugh. I love to joke well, around. We're looking forward to a time when people can get back out on stage again and and do live stuff again, and we're we're excited to see what you guys do together. But uh, I think during a time like this, when a lot of people in in comedy and music and just entertainment in general could have just sort of you know, been defeatist about the whole thing and going, well, no one's paying attention. I can't go out on stage anywhere. It's pointless. I'm just, I'm, I'm done now. It's, it's, it's exciting to see people come up with projects like this and, and see that response. So not so angry, Sicilian. I'm not going to try and say it again. And Amelia DeCola, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank guys. you so much. Thank you. And of course, so our, our, our our listeners, you're, you're, you can hear the song. We're playing it during this show. And real quick, Amelia, where can people find you online? So you guys could find me on Spotify. My artist name is Mila D. You could find me on Spotify. I'm also on YouTube as well. You could also check my Instagram page, uh, which is at Amelia DeCola. And uh, below it has like a link with all my music it's called DistroKid. But if you click on it, You'll see uh, where else my music is located on Apple Music also. Um, so, yeah, you could check that out. Um, and also, I encourage everybody not only to donate to, you know, COVID-19 foundations or fundraisers, but also to donate to any Black Lives Matter associations, Minnesota Freedom Fund, um, and uh, just encourage everybody to work together and be together at this time. So, yeah. Amen. That's a perfect time for that. Amelia, Joe, thank you so much. We'll be right back with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is Brian O'Gorman, and you listen to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 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 There you go. Is that all there is? Is that all there is? Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, thank you again to the angry Sicilian, no Vince, I'm not going to try and say it in Italian again, <laughs> and Emilia Nicola. With, with the, so they had a bit of a positive message for us before the break, uh, but now we're switching up. We're talking to an old friend uh, who I haven't seen in some time, especially during all this COVID craziness kicked off. And he's got a brand new comedy album, Bobby Knopf, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I mean, this is like three months of us doing this show remotely from our little bunkers, wherever we are now. It's kind of it's kind of funny because, you know, obviously we want to be in the studio. We want to see comics back up on stage doing what they do. But it's also never been easier to book people and reconnect with everybody. <laughs> Probably. I've also done a couple uh, other podcasts and radio things, and it's exactly that. Everyone's schedule is kind of wide open. I'm just like, yep, yeah, book me whenever. <laughs> it is. Every day is sort of the same, and everybody is just at home w- waiting to get back out there. For you, I mean, of course, we're going to – because it has been a little while since I've, I've even caught up with you, uh, and you and I go back. I mean, we're from the same hometown, and we did a little bit of touring together and all that stuff, but – um before oh, yeah. we get into what a, a comedy, comedy memories are with you touring and stuff, those were great. At the hometown and back oh, Thunder back, Bay, yeah, it was so much fun. Back to the outer reaches of of Canada, away from the the comedy hub that is Toronto. But for you, during all of this weirdness and sort of like forced downtime, what have what's keeping you busy? What's keeping you laughing? Um, well, just kind of revisiting a lot of old material because people are saying they're having trouble writing or they're not sure what it's going to be like. Is it just going to be COVID jokes when we get back? But for me, it's kind of been a nice breather 
Because with stand-up, it's always go, go, go. And everyone's like, if you're not hustling, if you're not out, you're not getting better or you're not making connections. So for everyone to kind of have a pause kind of makes me rethink everything. And like, what jokes actually mean something to me? What was I just doing because that's what everyone wanted? Or what was I thinking was going to get me on a festival to get me on TV rather than what was I writing when I first started stand-up when none of those goals even existed to me? Like kind of getting back to the heart of it. Which is so true. It's almost like you sort of went back to the basics and went back to the beginning. Because you, it reminds me of, we were talking to Nick Reynoldson on the show a few weeks ago. And, you know, same thing. He just released this album. And much like you, I mean, Nick was a comic who's been around for 10, 12 years doing this. Everybody in Canada knows him and he's on comedy records, etc. So realistically, he could have dropped that album years ago. But instead, he took the route of really making sure it was honed and it was where he wanted it to be at. I feel like before all this COVID stuff happened, everybody was in such a rush to like, oh, I've been doing stand-up for six months. I got to record something and put it out. And if if you feel you're at that point, fine, great, do it. The platforms are there. It's interesting to me, you sort of did this same approach, Bobby, where it's like you really wanted to sort of work this thing and hone it and look at what was more important for you personally to put out there. Well, exactly, because like a lot of people were kind of even saying, like, you haven't put out an album yet? Kind of surprised, because, yeah, I was doing it same as Nick. I met Nick when I was first starting out, and like a lot of people have put theirs out, or a lot of people have put out a few by now. And then, like you said, new people who were only doing it a little while were putting it out, but also they started in a time when that was kind of what the industry was more about, more online stuff, where I started when it was like, YouTube and stuff was just kind of taking off for those people's kind of things. It was an avenue, but not the main thing where a lot of stuff is mainly online now. So I can see why people were putting it out, but I also, so Brian, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I got sober two years ago. So that changed my outlook completely on a lot of things, not just comedy, but my life. So then a lot of material I just lost because I'm like, that's not my point of view anymore. And some stayed, and half of the album is jokes that I wrote when I was still drinking and everything because those jokes are still good and I still like them. But then a bunch of it is like new realizations from like a new set of eyes kind of thing. So those jokes are newer, but they also took less time to to kind of craft because being sober and then also being 10 years in the game, my skills were just better. So I was like, oh yeah, I know where this is where I want it to be and I want to put this one on the album along with this five-year-old joke. Which is so it is interesting to sort of take that step back and sit through that stuff. Like, I, I can relate to that. I look back even a couple summers ago when we were doing that Cowboys Nitty or all the stuff I was doing at that point was completely like it was getting to a point where it had nothing to do with my life anymore. It was all like, you know, divorce jokes and stuff like that. So it's a snapshot of your life at that particular point in time. And then you sort of step back and go, yeah, but if I put this out into the world, it's like it's there forever. Is this just going to be like the photograph of me that's out there when it's not really true to who I am now on stage or off? Exactly. And that's was like what took me a while, even when I was like still drinking and people were putting out albums. And I was I did record one, actually, probably like three, four years ago and uh, just didn't like it. I was drunk on one of the recordings. And then the other one, I just didn't like the joke. So I just held off on doing it. And then that's why I analyze some of the jokes. I'm like, oh, I still think this way or this joke's good. And I want it to be on there. But yeah, I wasn't the person I was. And I'm proud of this one. And even I think looking back in five, 10 years, I'll still be like, even if some of them are like obnoxious or anything like that, I'll still be like, yep, I'm, I'm proud of putting that out.
Yeah, you did it at a time when it made sense and what was on there made sense. All right, we're going to come back with more. Bobby can off and find out more about his new album, Rock Bottom. We'll be back with more inside jokes right here on Local News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Chris Rod. I'm Robson, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. All that slogger at the bar. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and, of course, Canada-wide and beyond on the Global News Radio Network. Uh, we have friend of the show and an old friend of mine in comedy, Bobby Knopf, on the line with his brand-new album, Rock Bottom. So, Bobby, you were telling us a little bit about, like, what went into this album and sort of taking that step back and looking at all this material, because you've been at this for a long time now, and just sort of taking that step back and going, well, here's what I actually want to put out in this thing because i think bobby you sort of you came up at an interesting time in stand-up in canada because you were sort of in that in-between generation of like the old school you know road dogs who could make a living off of just doing that constant loop around the country touring around and you'd wait 20 years to put out an album and then there's this new wave of comics more recently who like like we were talking before the break, like everything you record, everything you put everything out, you try and get people to download everything. It's all online. You were sort of in that in between where it was still all about working your way up to signing with the club and getting those handful of festivals and all that stuff. Yeah. It's a really weird kind of position to be in because like, I learned a lot from a lot of those road comics. Some I am friends with like Darren Frost is a guy I met through that Kenny Robinson, like those guys working the road and doing yucks and opening for their rank and vile shows. I learned a lot from them. I also learned from different older road dogs that I, how I didn't want to be in the future. And I'm not going to name any names or throw shade on anybody, but I just like, Oh, I don't want to be that guy 15 years down the line driving a younger comic and telling them what to do and yeah, yeah. Them how they should be. So it was like a good learning experience with all those road comics and everything. But then also with the newer people, it was like getting a different point of view from that. And that's why whenever I would like stop going to an open mics for a bit, cause I'm like, Oh, I'm just doing like paid road gigs or anything. I'd always make sure to go back to the open mic scene just to see what younger or newer comics are talking about what the scene's doing and wanting to know, do I want to adapt? Do I want to stay the same? And that's what, like, I think a lot of the arguments in comedy come from now where it's people are saying what comedy is and what comedy isn't rather than just being like, well, it's just this ever evolving thing and you have to try to find your place. And if you want to grow, you can. And that's why it took a while to put it out and call it rock bottom because I had to hit rock bottom in comedy and life to kind of be like, oh, okay, this is what I want to say. Which I think is so true. I mean, it's always sort of supposed to be this living evolution thing and i mean that's one thing about you as a performer and just as somebody to work with off stage those of us who know you know this which is yeah even when you do have those moments in your life which happens to all of us especially people who do comedy for a living but when you have those moments where it's either your career is not going the way you think it should be that year or just your personal life is in some sort of turmoil you've always managed to find this interesting way to still be the same amiable person to be around and work with and be in the green room with you always just channeled that darker stuff and put it to the stage and still made it enjoyable for whoever was in the crowd and still made it sort of honest and dark, but relatable and very silly at the same time, I think is you're one of the only people I could think of that can do that really. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I really appreciate that. And that's why I like hanging around with people like you who accept 
different types of people for like whatever they bring to the table. You're a comedy lover and a people lover. So that's why you see the good parts of everyone that can they bring to the table. And again, I learned how to be that type of comic from just hanging around with older comics where it's like some comics didn't, their career didn't go where they wanted it to be, but they were still amiable to be around and knew how to make jokes out of the situation or some let it harden them and get a bad opinion about people. And it was like, well, I still am that person. I have dark thoughts or I have horrible things that happen, but it's like, do I want to affect people in a negative way with those and be in the green room being like, this happens, this is my life. You know what I'm going through? Or do I want to bring it to the stage, let it out there and have the audience laugh at it. But then sometimes I've had it where I've made the audience feel really uncomfortable. So that was like a lot yeah. of years, a lot of like wading through those waters of like, oh, that's not what I wanted them to feel, but I totally made them feel that. And that's their now view of me. I got to work on that and not double down and be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm just telling it like it is. So deal with it. And it was like, no, I want them to understand what I'm saying, even if it's a dark point. So like, like you just said, how do you make that kind of goofy and fun to be around, even if it's a darker subject. And that's Which what a lot of this album is. There's a lot of, like, it starts goofy. And even some friends are like, I didn't think you were going to go that way. But then by the end, I was, like, enjoying it. I was like, you have a point. So I'm like, that's all I want. <laughs> Which I think is so true. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's sort of this, like, tired old cliche of the comic that, you know, you have to constantly just wallow around in the in the darker waters of things. And it, it is a hard industry, and it's a weird tough life when everybody's in it because we're sort of like the island of misfit toys but i think to get to a point where you have with this album it just speaks to the fact that you can only really do this if you love it i mean like you said kenny robinson's a great example we had him on the air last week kenny's somebody who all of us in comedy know he should be doing the festivals all the time he should be out there way more than than he is and a lot of comics talk about that but if you talk to kenny he's just somebody who just still loves the game he still loves comedy he loves other comics. He loves bringing younger people up. And that's just it. Oh, exactly. Like Kenny and Darren, I've always joked, are my like adoptive comedy dads. Because like they're two people that piss people off. They're not on a side, but they will yeah. still fight for something that they believe in. And sometimes people have really shitty opinions about both of those guys, but they kind of stick to their guns and have been in it for a long time. So even if I don't agree with some of them, sometimes with what they're saying they still always are kind of true to themselves and I of respect and appreciate that. Exactly. And I think that's a lot of what you bring into the table, but of course, you know, you have that darkness, but also there's a lot of like camp and silliness to what you do in a very interesting way where you can throw it in at the same time. And I think obviously this album, you've sort of spent a lot of time honing and pouring that into us. Uh, so Bobby, we know that a lot of time and love and blood, sweat, and probably once or twice literal tears went into recording this thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All oh, of yes. the above. We've seen you working on it. We've seen you doing it. Uh, just for our listeners, where, where can people download Rock Bottom right now? Uh, you can pretty much get Rock Bottom anywhere you get your comedy. So it's available for purchase on iTunes, or if you have Apple Music, you can stream it, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, I sent it into Sirius, so it's, you can check it out on SiriusXM. It's not the full thing. It's just in rotation with any of their things. Uh, but, yeah, if you want the full album, anywhere you can get uh, comedy albums. Beautiful. Bobby Knopf, uh, I can't wait, man, for the stage to open up again and to see you back out there doing what you do and uh, for sure. just get out there back in the real world with you. Make sure you listen to this album, everybody. I know uh, what went into it, and also Bobby's just one of our favorites here in Canada. 
buddy, take care. Hang in there. We'll we'll talk to you after you know the apocalypse. Finally, oh, for sure, man. Thanks so much for having me on. here. Thanks, thanks to all your listeners, and thanks everybody for having me. You're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. I'm at the sock, and I don't know why I just did this. I toasted you, said, honey, we may be through, but you'll never hear me complain. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And, of course, thank you again to Bobby Knopf uh, with his new album, Rock Bottom, that's out now on all comedy streaming platforms. Uh, but we're going to switch things up right now. We have a guest on the line who, uh, first time on the show with us, but also I think the first time in comedy history where anything like this, even remotely like this, that I can think of has happened. We've got Mark Ricci on the line who is releasing a brand new special on Amazon Prime at the tender age of 16. Is this this true, Mark? Uh, Not quite. I was 16 when I started, uh, 19 when I shot the special. Okay, so even still, I still think that that's a record breaker, but you were 16 when you started. So, I mean, backtracking it up, I mean, this is a time in comedy right now, especially during COVID, when we've been talking every week to comics who have been at this 10, 20, 30, 40 years, and they're all like, I don't know what the future of comedy is or what do I have a job when all this is over, blah, blah. For you to be on such an upward swing, I mean, only a handful of comics so far have even released specials on Amazon. That's still such a new thing. How the heck did you get to that point three years in at the age of 19 to, to, to being one of those comics? That was kind of the whole idea. I guess when I woke up on my uh, 19th birthday, I had a bit of angst that maybe most 19-year-olds don't feel where I was going, okay, I got one more year to, uh, to be a teenager, and I've been doing stand-up for a while. And so uh, that year, I made it my mission to basically uh, make this happen uh, and be the first. There's something intriguing about being the first at anything, but definitely in the entertainment industry. So uh, this this was kind of, uh, you know, the the big goal. And, and now it's just a, bu- a bunch of relief that's coming over me because it uh, it happened. But, um, yeah, it was definitely a mission. It, it was not easy. What did those first, I mean, because, you know, over the years I've seen, like, literally maybe one, two, or three comics start at that, at that young of an age. Because, I mean, and it's not even an ageist thing. It's more of, like, just delving into that world. Comedy is a world that happens late at night, mostly in bars and comedy clubs. So for you, at the age of sixteen, what were those first few mics like? Like, what? How did you even? How did you even break into that world? Well, I had a, a pretty good uh, first night. Like, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, bombing stories of uh, first appearances. I was lucky to have a, a supportive crowd in my high school in the confinements of uh, you know kids that knew me, and so it gave me confidence moving forward. Yeah, bombs did come. You know, it's not like I was immune to that, but. Uh, the first uh, show was uh, good enough to where I felt confident moving forward. Uh, I basically was doing radio call-ins for uh, for movie reviews on the radio, and it got to a point where I started going in studio. And I guess uh, to keep viewers engaged, uh, I started doing character impressions. So I, you know, I started doing Timothy Frog over the radio and and square pants, you know. And I was doing these voices, and I guess students at my school heard, and they, they asked me to do an impressions act. But uh, I had a kind of um, an interest in stand-up, so it turned into kind of a loose stand-up act. You know, it was impressions with jokes in between. And then uh, the next year I did it again, and I just kept doing it. I kind of got the bug. And so, uh, yeah, it was off from there. And did you ever see it getting to this point? I mean, especially three years later of, like, now you're on this platform where, I mean, 
to put things into perspective, even for our listeners, I don't know if they could remember this far back, but to the beginning of the season before the entire world blew up <laughs> and before the flag hit, uh, back when we were in studio, we, Jim Gaffigan came in and he was the first comic to release a, a special on what was then a brand new Amazon Prime platform. So for you to now be in that same grouping of comics so early on, I mean, did you ever see things getting to this point? Maybe not uh, when I started, but a few years in, that's definitely what I uh, was hoping for. Um, and I have that kind of same blind optimism maybe about acting because I'm into that too. So, yeah, it's, you kind of have to dive head first, you know, into these things uh, because you never know if it'll work or not. But um, sometimes it does. And so, uh, yeah, if you put in the work, then you never know what could happen. All right. Well, if you can give our listeners a little bit of what sort of what what material you get into on this special, what sort of stuff are you talking about on stage? Because I think a lot of people listening are going to go, well, what's what's this young kid have to say? But I mean, I think people would be surprised. I think if you only wrote about what happened in your own specific lifetime or what you knew firsthand, then anybody would be a terrible comedy writer. So I think there's something to say here. I mean, what's what's a little bit of what you get into? Yeah, people say that, but, uh, you know, I was diving into that. I wanted to lean into the fact that I don't have a lot of life experience, and so I'm not doing the average, you know, material about complaining about my kids. You know, I'm talking about my teenagehood, and it kind of covers the teenage experience. I think that era of one's life is kind of like a goldmine for material. There's so much that you could talk about. So I basically go into my teenagehood, crazy stories that are hard to believe but are real, and, um, you know, basically... The fact that when you're and you can make a lot of mistakes, but that's kind of the point, and it's it's fun to do that. So uh, yeah, it's kind of like the teenage perspective of uh, of things on that. Beautiful. All right. Well, and that of course is on Amazon Prime dropping this week. We're going to come back with more Mark Ricci. We'll be right back right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Even if you're sitting in the back row, it's probably fine. That's that's still maybe Vince Tedesco, my producer on the line somewhere. That's still maybe my favorite one, buddy. Uh, yeah, but we, 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 have, <laughs> yeah, we have so we have Mark Ricci on the line. Who again? This kind of blows me away. So, Mark, you of course you have this new special that's out this week on Amazon Prime, and we we're talking before the break how only. Just in general, let alone, let's say, age wasn't a thing or being in comedy for a few years wasn't a thing. Literally, just only a handful of comics have even released something on that platform so far. For you, let's say live shows still existed. This, I think, would blow open a ton of doors for you, obviously, as a comic. I think there'd be a ton of festivals if those were still a thing that happened that you could jump into right away. What's sort of like the next career move for you? Well, I do uh, have my acting side, so that's kind of slowly starting up. You know, people are sending in self-tapes now for animated stuff and, um, uh, you know, live-action stuff as well. But, yeah, you're right about the live uh, events, live comedy shows. That's really a thing of the past right now. Uh, but, you know, hopefully we'll get started up soon and, and uh, you know, we'll uh, use this as kind of leverage. Because you're right, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's coming out at a weird time. So, But it's great. Everyone's at home, and so... I want to capitalize off of uh, people being on streaming. 
So we'll see. We'll see where it takes us. But yeah, I definitely have the acting that I'm pursuing. I'm doing YouTube as well, which I've been doing for 10 years. I started when I was 12. So there's a few different things that I'm uh, looking to get into. Well, I think even free, and I mean, obviously, yeah, like I said, the doors are going to be probably a lot more wide open after this if they aren't already. I think another interesting thing you're doing on that platform, and just in general, even if you're on Crave, Netflix, wherever it is, there's not a lot of stand-up specials out there that I think speak specifically to that crowd that, that doesn't talk down to anybody who's under 25, basically. Like you said, it's a lot of like kids, family, politics. You're doing something that nobody's really out there doing in stand-up. Exactly, yeah. And um, that's, uh, that was kind of the whole um, niche that I was going for. But I'm really hoping that it, it attracts to any audience. But um, the fact that I could do a different perspective is really what made it intriguing from the first place, you know, coming from it from a younger perspective. And for you, jumping into this when you did at such a young age, who were sort of the comics that you watched and went, I, can, I could do that. I want to do that. Uh, Steve Martin was one of them. Um, uh, Robin Williams, you know, anybody who is kind of hyper, because that's, that's what I can relate to. That's... I usually watch the comedians that, uh, that I can relate to in style. And so, because I, I can, uh, I can go, yeah, I'm that hyper and I could do that. So then it definitely uh, helped me out in that sense. Um, and recently, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, you know, he's Italian, just like me. So that helped. Uh, and, uh, really, yeah. Anybody who looks like they have ADHD or they're on crack. Or <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my, uh, that's my genre. I mean, I love the Robin Williams and Steve Martin. You know, I feel like in general right now, you don't hear a lot of that. So there's a bit of an old school showman-ness to that. Also, Sebastian Maniscalco is getting so much love this week. You're like the second or third guest today who's given yeah, Sebastian a shout-out. because there's a lot of Italian callers. So that's, uh, there's not many Italian comics. So any, any Italian caller that you have on the station is going to drop his name for sure. But that's yeah, I know, the old, school, the old school, the old school. The ones where, you know, they used to wear weird things that, nobody would wear anymore, you know, like fully white suits or, or leather jackets. Like that's like an interesting time because you're just watching going, I know they're sweating buckets under there, but <laughs> it looks good. <laughs> yeah, for sure it does. Uh, I love it, man. So Mark, of course, your new special, it's out this week on Amazon Prime. And of course, where can people find your stuff online? Where can people find you? Sure. Yeah. My Instagram is movie man, Mark, as well as my uh, YouTube, TikTok, uh, you know, any new streaming thing that's out there I'm on. So under movie man, Mark, or just my name, Mark Ricci, you can find me. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And everybody make sure you check out this special. Uh, it, again, there's only a handful of great new comedy specials on that platform so far. And Mark Ricci just happens to be one of them. And he's doing something I think a little bit different than a lot of people out there in comedy are doing right now. Mark, thank you so much for talking to us today, man. We can't wait to see what you come up with next. Absolutely. Yeah. It was my first time and I feel like I'm finally inside the inside jokes. So that's cool. <laughs> oh, I love you for that, Mark Ricci. There you go. That's our, that's our best plug this week. And of course, when, when comedy becomes a live thing again, man, we're so excited to see what you come up with next and where you go from here. Cause I mean, what a, crazy start to your next decade or two or three or four in comedy this is amazing so thank you so much we'll talk to you soon my friend thank you talk soon thanks again mark all right ciao guys bye hi this is alicia carusi and you're listening to my aunt sandra carusi's comedy rx this week featuring mark ricci first stop on the family road trip was always to get mom a coffee mom had to get her fix <laughs> 
Because the whole family woke up at 6.30. Everyone's tired, sweating, packing our bags. Like, I don't even want to go on this trip. We get in the car. Everyone is just crying. The vacation hasn't even started yet. Mom's praying the rosary like, please, God, protect this family. <laughs> yeah, Mom, Mom, uh, I hate to break it to you, but he can only do so much. It's up to us, too. She throws the rosary down. Forget it! You know what? There are going to be some ground rules on this particular vacation. <laughs> Mom, the teacher in you really just came out right now. <laughs> so it's like, no, 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 ground rules, okay? No kicking, no punching, no singing. No singing? What's wrong with her singing? She's like, uh, I've been meaning to say this for a while. It sucks. Get a vocal coach. <laughs> Mom, I, I, I'm six years old. <laughs> if I'm going to get a vocal coach, you've got to pay for it. And she's like, oh, you think money grows on trees, huh? Is that what you think? You think money grows on trees? You're already in hockey, soccer, and piano. Get a grip. <laughs> okay, Dad, uh, whatever you got to do, take the toll road, take the grass, whatever. Get this woman her coffee. <laughs> so we pull up to the drive-thru. Mom gets her coffee, starts sipping, and then quiet. <laughs> I can't hear a thing. And I'm like, Mom, is everything okay? You were just, you were just really cranky a few seconds ago. Mom's like, <sighs> <laughs> Was I? <laughs> Kids, I love you. <laughs>The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.